1: And uh, Merry Christmas! Ooh. That's right. It's the Saturday Morning Serial 2021 Christmas Extravaganza Palooza. <laughs> uh, well, you know it's Saturday Morning Serial. It's the show that talks about all those themes of Saturday Morning TV that not only did we grow up with, they've been growing up right alongside us. Uh, and uh, and in case you didn't know, I'm not Santa Claus. I'm your host, Dan Grimshay I've also got a couple of elves. Uh, hey, hey, Marky, tell everybody where you're at. Hey, hey, I am right here next to you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Next yep. to all of us in our hearts. Merry Christmas. Uh, and, hey, Jimmy the Gent, Lozinski, sound off, won't you?
2: Ho! Oh! Ho, ho ho ho, listeners! Ho ho ho! Oh, I know the tone of that ho ho. Hitting those hoes. Yeah, I know. It. I can. I recognize long. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, let's see. Did I mention it's our Christmas show? Yep, yep, yep. We covered that because, damn it, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like uh, we've done other Christmas shows, so we've probably covered. Most of the Christmas topics you'd think of,
2: but we got but I guest. don't
1: actually remember yeah. all of them, so we'll touch on every single one again before <laughs> we get to our guest, who is the one and only uh zach Ward. Uh-huh. Whoa, 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 whoa. and if uh if that name is only tangentially familiar to you, uh it doesn't surprise me, but he is uh, if you look him up on i m d b he's got about hundred and fifty credits, certainly worthy of uh, that one guy status, but hey. Before you start playing that music, it's the Christmas show, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does he have to do with Christmas? Well, by God, he was Farkas in Christmas Story. Yes, a Christmas, the Christmas, story. Story. A Christmas uh, story. I think it's a Christmas Story. Is, is that what? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. James Gunn did The Christmas Story. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. Right. But yeah, uh, a goddamn classic, one of the ones uh, right alongside It's a Wonderful Life that people watch every year. Uh, maybe, maybe not
2: every person. A, no? uh, TBS, I think, is still doing this. I mean, we've all cut cable, I think, but... They used to, and I think they still do, it's a Christmas story marathon where it's 24 hours starting on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. and they play it all day, all through Christmas. An unadulterated
1: Christmas classic.
2: (laughs) Unadulterated.
3: Unadulterated. Unless...
1: You get the uh, the recut from Warner Brothers, but you'll hear about that in the interview that we have with our <laughs> friend Zach save, coming up soon. Save some. Yes, yes. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, no. Yes, of course. I. It's safe to assume all three of us here watch Christmas Story. You know, we've yeah. seen it dozens of times. More than that. Yeah. i yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't. Without having cable, I don't see it as much. I don't think to seek it out as often. But it's a it's a. It's it's beyond a movie. It is a staple. Yeah. Just like as I said, like it's a Wonderful Life, uh, but we couldn't get Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> so we're not talking I'm about not that. I'm not trying hard, hard enough. Yeah. Uh, but it's also it's just like uh, you know, like the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. or uh, the Rudolph the, the Rudolph Rudolph Rando. Rando. Yeah. These are just twenty minute long animated short. Basically, I don't think have been they were made in the '60s.
2: Yeah.
1: And they still air them, and we still get excited to see them today. Uh, and and certainly this one is up there. So I'm going to open the floor a little bit before we get to the interview, okay. so to find out what other Christmas movies or shows or specials you guys get excited for. Jimmy, we'll get to Die Hard. I see <laughs> you champing at the bit there. Just hold on. Uh-huh. Uh Before we get to Die Hard, uh, Marky, e., what's uh, what's one you like to watch?
2: Uh, yeah, you know I I've I've always had this like this soft spot for the the um oh god who's the pretty guy? soft spot i like that movie too <laughs> <laughs> no i'm trying to think of the um bing crosby's uh rudolph Riddle's reindeer i think he's the one that does the voice of the snowman right is that bing crosby uh
1: no no, no it's not no, bing crosby oh no, no i oh shoot i'm screwing about. uh yeah.
3: Is it Bing Crosby? No, I think Bing Crosby is the mailman for A Year Without a Santa Claus. Okay. That's, Ooh, yes, it. he does okay. play it.
1: You are right. And he did just, it it just sounds like Bing Crosby. It's not like they said, hey, Bing, could you do a character?
2: Yeah, but I like, like the... It, uh,
1: you're thinking of uh, the snowman was a uh, hat cha No, uh, I, th- <laughs> I don't think that's him either. What, is, uh, <laughs> what am I thinking of? Jimmy I'm Durante my... is who I'm thinking yeah, of. That's, what, what's what's Jimmy Jimmy what Christmas special is Jimmy
3: Durante, Durante was the, the narrator for...
2: Frosty the Snowman.
1: Okay, that's, that's it.
3: Well. Okay, that's <laughs>
1: right. I think we're getting close, right. but we're what about Rudolph?
2: Enough. Rudolph w- was, um, Does anybody want to look I want to say it? Burl Ives.
1: Oh, I think you're right. Ooh, I think we've got it.
2: Okay. I think are are we going
1: to go with Burl Ives, or should I look it up? Uh, do do be- you want to be right, or do you want to move on? Um, I think, I
2: mean, I'm okay leaving it like that. We can just leave this hanging. Hit that's us fine. up on the socials yeah. uh, if
1: we're wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, if Burl Ives, the state, wants to sue us, bring it.
2: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've always had this um, – I've always loved that movie. I love the, um, the look of the characters, the design, the animation. The story is obviously epic. You know, all the voice acting is superb. The music is amazing. And it's just something that, like, when I hear those songs or when I see that thing playing, like, I am instantly transported to when I was a kid – and when, you know, presence under the tree, like, really meant something. Like, when you really, like, when you asked your parents for something, like, the one thing that you really wanted, just like Ralphie with his freaking BB gun, right? Yep. Like, you just wanted this one thing, and, oh, I want that one thing.
1: And they... But you never got your father's love, did you?
2: <sighs> and <that> never came home. <laughs> <to laughs> <of course. laughs> but no, man, like, this is, like, that movie transports me to that feeling to that time you know and that's what a real epic you know christmas movie does and if if i was to argue that if die hard was or wasn't a christmas movie i think that it is lacking that or it does not put me in that waiting for a toy kind of feeling
0: Mm, it doesn't
2: do that for me it I did watch it at Christmas a lot when I was a kid, but it's just not the same thing you know um well, and, you
1: broke the seal, so I guess yeah. it's it's talk about die hard time jimmy you're you're up you're up on deck here <laughs> okay all right, die hard as a christmas movie it's a it's one of the one of the hot debates in the last fifteen twenty years or so. Uh, Give us your take. I I assume you're
3: pro. My take is it's uh, it's pro. It's 100% a Christmas movie. I have a Christmas dinner where we celebrate it and yell at the TV every year. Um, as, what do you yell at the TV? Uh, Welcome to
0: the party, pal. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind of like a
3: Rocky Horror Picture Show type of situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we we everybody cheers when Hans Gruber falls at the end and just certain parts, you know, we stop and like, ah, ah, ah,
2: this is it, this is it. Kids are all saying yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. Well, yeah. we say Mr.
3: Falcon. That's the TV edit. Oh, okay. But we don't watch the TV edit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah no, so well, y- uh, yippee kaye, mother buckets. <laughs> yeah, for, well, yippee kaye, motherfucker. Uh, that a lot of times on TV they edit it for to say yippee kaye, yippee kaye, Mr. Falcon. Ah.
1: Even though no character is named Mr. Falcon. No. I thought it was Mother Buckets, but okay. I don't know which one sounds worse.
3: But you know, <laughs> I I don't understand how there's any debate at all. He, the only reason he goes the I know I'm with this the story happens because he goes to a Christmas party. So. Yeah.
1: Well, Mark, he brings up which, an interesting which point. Which for some is reason it is being held on for you.
2: Yeah, I, I just, now listen, I am pro diehard Christmas movie. Mm. I am, I do think, I do think it qualifies because of the story it's telling. It is a Christmas story, you know, not capital letters a Christmas story. Lowercase, it is a Christmas story. And it is you know it's about it a, a story guy that
1: happens in christmas yeah, I, and so and it's got
2: it. it's got Christmas carols in it, it's got iconography in it it's got a it's got a ho ho ho, it's got all that stuff, it is a Christmas movie, but if I was to draw a line and it's that it does not transport me to a time an a more innocent time <laughs> when I was craving you know like where I was caring about what Santa Claus thought of me, and I was asking for a particular present, and I was excited about waking up in the morning. You know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer does that for oh, me. does that. Do you think yeah. maybe
1: it's because you were so young when you first saw Rudolph <laughs> the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then when you saw Die Hard, even though we were probably too young to have seen it then, we still did. Yeah. We felt like we if, were grown even up. Even
3: though then. everybody's giving Christmas presents...
2: Yeah, You're I just, I don't even know, like, I don't think Double that it's...
1: trees. I don't really know that anyone learns a Christmas lesson. I don't know that, you know, there's it's the Christmas magic sale. of belief. <laughs> it's a type of miracles. <laughs> yeah, that, again, was the villain speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I don't, yes, I, I think that there are, um, I think, uh, in the purest sense of the word, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think I I am pro Christmas movie for Die Hard, but I, it's just not the same level. Now, when we get to our guest Zach Ward, when we start talking about A Christmas Story, and yeah. how important that is to us, and how that can transport us back into time, you know, that's just a different level of Christmas movie. I think. Okay. What, what, do, you, what do you think?
1: I you know I actually would agree. I think yeah. that's uh you you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard is definitely an action movie above all else. Yeah, um, there's action in A Christmas Story, but it's not an action movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but I do not. You know, I, if if someone comes up to me, man on the street poll, and says, "Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?" I say, "Yes."
3: Yeah, me too. If you go on HBO Max and look under holiday movies, it's there. You'll find Die Hard.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean uh, we would have to go through and see all the other movies HBO Max decides are holiday movies before I can give that much credence. But I do want to get to now Jimmy, I assume Die Hard is your is what you're going to That's because we are still trying to decide what are movies we like at Christmas. You yeah. want to take Die Hard? And tell me more about this dinner you do. This is just you and the kids and the wife. Versus... Uh, well, no, it's uh, annually, shortly before Christmas,
3: we get together with uh, my wife, my kids, and another at least another family. Sometimes it's just at their house, and sometimes it's my house. It's a little bigger event. But uh, we just, you know, we have a big dinner, and then we put it on, and, and we're of the opinion. This is a
1: tradition. Yeah,
3: yeah. we've done this for at at least 10 years, probably more. I think I think we've done it almost since the kids were born. I they might have missed a couple of years, so maybe even closer to 15 years. But,
1: uh, yeah. So you have made this – I mean, this is definitely – now, Die Hard for you, I would yes. say, is absolutely inextricable. It transports you to at least Christmas 15 years ago. It,
2: it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely going to It's, it's – uh, that is going to do to your kids what Rudolph and A Christmas Story did to me. Right. That, you know, that he has basically created yes. a scenario where Die Hard oh, is poor children. the Christmas movie for those kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't pity him for that. that. That might be the best part of the challenge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Let's check back in another 10 years. They have
2: way more to be worried about. <laughs>
3: right. Okay, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, for me, uh, I guess – you know i i i there's a list of uh of movies specials tv shows i like around christmas but one that that sticks with me uh and i actually got this from a girl that i dated a long time ago she absolutely loved it and we would watch it together every christmas uh the dennis leary movie uh, the ref <laughs>
2: okay i don't I've know seen if you that the guys remember that yeah, it's yeah. kind of
1: a dark comedy yeah. Um, uh,
2: isn't there like a kidnapping there?
1: Yes. He's, yeah. It's like a home invasion, and he holds a family hostage because the cops are looking for him.
2: Isn't Kevin Spacey in
1: that? Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Kevin Spacey's in anything, I'd have to put it on again see if he hasn't been replaced. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, it is one of those movies where none of the characters are, are good. There's yeah. not a good guy, so it's kind of okay for Kevin Spacey to be in it. He's uh, he's uh, He ends up being a jerk, uh, and everybody's kind of a jerk it's uh, it's it's a very adult kind of Christmas movie. I forget exactly what lesson you learn other than stick with your family even if they're dysfunctional uh, but that became it was like uh, and if we were still dating, it would probably mean a lot more to me. But I do remember the couple of years we were together when we'd watch that. I mean, like you and Kevin is, Spacey, me and Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> he just, just snuggled up there.
2: Uh, you know, he, he
1: he he. moved on without me. You, you you just took a couple of roofies and just kind yeah, I, I turned twenty, and he, he wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> um, no, uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with the ref, just uh, as the one I'm pointing out this year. We'll probably do this exact same Christmas episode next year. So I'll think of something else by then.
2: Well, I, I, I do think that there is like there is a Christmas movie that we would all watch now as 30, 40, 50 year olds, whatever age we are. There's a mo- there's a Christmas movie that we would watch now. There which a 30 I think, year old. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, somebody out there in the audience is 30. Um, and so I was just thinking, like, we would all probably watch Die Hard before any other Christmas movie, like in a normal you know normal setting right we're going to probably watch that first right
1: well it's a lot more likely that i would watch die hard in august than i would watch the ref
2: yeah okay fair enough especially compared to like of the redos reindeer you're not watching oh, yeah. that in July, i'm not right? watching any yeah. of okay. those all right. die oh, hard fair.
1: still works all year round. yeah jimmy do you ever watch it uh you know in, in a non-christmas yeah
2: sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes do you,
1: or do you but, do, you do but, die hard with
2: a
3: vengeance uh Sometimes I'll watch it, but it'll come on, and I'll be like, ah, I kind of wait and wait for Christmas to yeah. watch it. Because I know I know we're going to – during the holiday season, I'll watch it. I've already watched it three times. So, and the and then holiday
1: season you know, we're in.
3: Yeah. And then I know Saturday is, uh, we're going up there for the party, so uh, we're going to see it again. And I'm sure I'll watch it after that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right, well, it sounds like you just more evidence that you have made it your Christmas movie.
3: Yeah. But to be fair, I like it. It's one of my favorite movies with or without
1: Christmas. Mm. It's up there. Yeah. Which is definitely I think a positive for Die Hard. Yeah. But a little bit of a, a little bit of a negative for it being a Christmas movie. Again though, debate should be settled. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. But we when I watch
3: it that. during the summertime I'm 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 wistful of Christmas. Mm. Like I can't wait for the holidays, a little tear.
1: So it, it does transport you to Christmas mm-hmm. when uh-huh. you watch it off-season. What mm-hmm. about Die Hard 2? It also takes place at Christmas.
3: Well, I, we were talking off mic. I don't watch that one as much. I'd have to revisit it to... That's good. It's I like good. It. I don't yeah. mind it. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I watched it and thought I was super smart because I figured out the blue and red tape in the middle of the movie before they said it. Ah. And, uh, of course, you know, a you, good, so good story is going to make you feel smart like you figured everything out. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you kind of had to figure it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: is there um is there a movie in the last 5 or 10 years that you think can kind of qualify as either a die hard christmas movie or as a more traditional christmas movie that that maybe you've seen
1: well, uh, well there is the one that came out this year which, which is that? trying to uh it's on Netflix i believe it's called uh 8 bit christmas ah, okay. and, and they they hyped it up as being this you know our Generation X's Christmas story. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. I was a sucker enough for it. It's got a decent cast. Uh, So I wanted to see it. Well, it's got uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, I like him. Um, And then some kids who... Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, who I uh, think has just been underrated his whole career. Guy's great. Uh, June Diane Raphael. I don't know if you You would know who she is, even if you don't know the name. Uh, But the... uh, How did this get made? Podcast? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We can plug other podcasts. uh, One almost wonders why bother. Yeah, but we are going to plug her movie Eight Bit Christmas. It's a fine little movie, and yeah, I did like you know they were talking about the original Nintendo and how you want that for Christmas and the Power Glove, et cetera. Uh, But it still, it was just they hit every beat of A Christmas Story, even to the point where in the marketing, they said, it's the new A Christmas Story. Right. Yeah. I,
3: I feel like, I kind of disagree. I feel like they were hitting those moments, but, but not Have so you much seen hitting it? them. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but setting you up for those moments. And then a lot of times they kind of, it was a head fake. It was a little flat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not flat, but they were setting you like spoilers when... He I'm not going to watch it. He so, pulls yeah. the cord, and the box comes out, and he goes, oh, that's just about the right size. That could be it. And it totally wasn't, right? Like, you're, everybody was like, I, even I, I'm watching it, I'm going, oh, my God, they nailed it. They nailed it. And then, <laughs> and then it was just like a sucker punch. Oh, they didn't nail it. And, you know, so I, I felt like it was more of a, a, a jumping off point rather than yeah. a, a, a beat for beat.
1: Yeah, it definitely – and they and they tried to make it a much more linear, traditional story structure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess it bothers me another spoiler. Uh, so if you're trying to fast forward, keep going. Uh, the uh, They just come right out in the end and say, no, I never got that Nintendo. Like at least in Christmas Story, they gave him the rifle relatively early on in the story. And it turns out he shouldn't have had it. He doesn't deserve it. And his real gift later on is about family and, uh, and, and love and togetherness. Which is very much a Christmas movie message. And they did shoe that in in the end of Eight Bits Christmas, and again I I'm, I'm almost recommending it. Why not? So the worst <laughs> yeah, way is to spend ninety minutes your of your holidays. Dec- Be an adult, make your own decisions. Yeah. But I, don't actually, fall I actually I actually have the, something that I like can add on Christmas story.
2: Um I have a couple that I would like to add to this, um, and it's uh, I I almost seek out new Christmas movies every so often. You know, like you know. Uh, uh, I'll see something – but, you know, like, okay, so a real popular one in the last 20 years is Love Actually. I think oh, that's yeah. a very good Christmas movie. Uh, you, I'm sorry? <laughs> I said Love Actually. No, I, I heard you. Okay. <laughs> I really like that, that, that movie. Um, I've watched it many times. I mean, it's got an awesome cast, obviously, a big-time director, incredible Christmas moments. It's about, you know, love and warmth and all that other stuff. It's It's a really great movie. But – very, very recently on uh, Netflix, I think is what it is, the Christmas Chronicles, which is Kurt Kurt Rus- Kurt Russell is playing Santa, and the first one, it's like the sled gets kind of screwed up, and I think he's like in the like in the Chicago suburbs or something, and then these kids have to kind of help him get back, and it's like this big adventure, and then that, now there's a Christmas Chronicles two, and there's a Mrs. Claus involved. I don't want to give any spoilers because it's really good, but. There's this is the more traditional like Christmas as magical Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. The whole idea that Santa Claus needs the help of children Correct. who believe in him. Yes. So so we're going to not skip over else well,
2: That's when when it's your turn. You can bring up Elf. That's fine. no, he's had oh, his turn. He's yeah. <laughs> hard. You did
1: two movies. I thought we were doing modern movies. Okay, that's right. fine. That's did, fine. He, he snuck it in there, and yeah. I'm glad no one brought up the Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Uh But, but
2: I, anyway, I you know I watched um, uh, I watched the first one. My my wife and I watched it. I think it came out a couple years ago, and then we both had a good time watching this movie. And it was you know it was cheesy, and it's you know it's the christmas is magical kind of movie and then the second one came out and we're sitting there and it's, it's on the freaking netflix and we're like hey let's watch this one too like we were excited about watching the sequel to it and it's goofy and all that other stuff too but god damn it's just so enjoyable because there's something kind of built into our heads where we want the christmas magic
1: hmm.
2: you know like santa claus is real like i love the idea that santa claus is real it's a cool thing to make a movie it's about. It's a
1: cool thing. It's become such a trope in holiday episodes, yeah. though. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the Ted Lasso Christmas special, which yeah. came out <laughs> in August, mind yeah. you. It was good, too. <laughs> and, but they touch on every little thing. Where yep. t- the last ten seconds of the episode, they just said, oh, let's Musical. just have fucking yeah. uh, Santa Claus <laughs> flying through the air. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Just and it and it, and it was thing. like a
2: big musical number too, right? In that episode, wasn't it, it Not
1: during the. It was right after the okay. musical okay. number. You had the Santa yeah. Claus. There was it was a whole bunch of. Uh, I mean, I love Ted Lasso, and but they, they they found every bag of sugar in the pantry wasn't imported. It into wasn't that
3: one. Uh, Father Christmas. <laughs> yes, it was Father Christmas. Okay. Jimmy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, tell us about Elf. You like Elf?
1: I like Elf. Yeah, I've never actually
2: seen it. Can you believe it? Get the fuck!
3: Out I've of never here. seen it.
1: Yeah. That's a, good, a lot of people think that. You people younger than us say mm-hmm. that's the, the Christmas movie. That,
3: yeah, and I'm so. sure
1: I'll see it one of these days.
3: I, I look forward to that. Santa needs kids. Santa needs help. Santa needs the kids' help. Yeah. Christmas magic. Yeah. The, be- the the best way to it's, spread it's Christmas it. cheer, you know, is mm-hmm. to sing it loud for all to hear. And
1: yeah. it, and it's Will Ferrell doing non-vulgar things, which is. Gotta be a relief, I think, back in the <laughs> in the aughts for parents. Um before we go any further into this, did you guys know that uh, that we talked to Zach Ward? Oh, you the Zach Ward? The Zach Ward the Zach. of Farkas. a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. Farkas. Uh who who yes, the uh the ginger headed uh yellow uh, dry toothed, yellow eyed <laughs> bully. Yeah. Uh who who has to be overcome. In order for Christmas to be saved, et cetera, so forth, uh, and let me tell you everything he said in the interview, yeah. as I recall. Or, oh, or wait, did we record it? I think we did. Gane, that was smart of us. Fingers all right, prize. magic interview machine. If we've got this, why don't you let us hear what Fark has got to say about a Christmas story?
4: Meanwhile, well,
1: I mean, Mark said it would be all right if we if we talked about a Christmas story. Are, are you are you okay? Yeah. With
4: that? Of course, I am, dude. Oh. Absolutely,
1: that's good. You must have an idea of like how big a cultural thing that movie is to this day.
4: Well, it's amazing. It's in the Library of Congress It's one of the most uh, influential and important films of the last century, and it's in the Smithsonian. Um, uh, so I am officially a national treasure.
1: <laughs> that's uh,
4: that's exactly right. <laughs>
3: Can't fight wow. that argument. That might be a first for us.
4: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think Nicolas Cage will be chasing me around home. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely.
4: Thank oh. you. Yes. National Treasure joke. Only twenty years later. So
1: still relevant.
4: Perfect. It takes
1: a while for them to steep just right. So that one that, that one is <laughs> yeah, worth. Exactly. It. Um and in fact, uh, you know, I don't know I haven't even asked the the boys around the table here yet if they've seen uh eight bit Christmas the I think it's on Netflix, the new holiday movie for the you know, the, the, the general. Yeah, I've seen the trailer
4: X. I've seen the I've seen the trailer for it. I have not seen the film yet. It looks like it's uh, beat by beat um their version of a Christmas story without getting sued.
1: Yes. So congrats. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: They did, and I
1: watched it because, yeah, I, even the reviews were saying, hey, they're trying to update it for our generation, where I think it's a mistake. I think when Christmas Story came out, it was already about two generations back, but I don't want to follow that thread. But the, uh, I was, I'm not going to say I was disappointed. It was a fine little movie, but it, is ne- it doesn't come close to having the kind of meaning that Christmas Story did or still does. But they did mine every single trope in there
4: yeah i think they also started off in modern times and then dad's talking about when he was a kid in the 80s and that's where the narration aspect comes from yep. whereas with christmas story it's taking place in 1941 1943 and therefore it's a, it it's a period piece that's so far removed from our modern experience that it's a time out of time
1: yeah Exact, and I think, and and I remember watching it with with my father as a kid, and he remembered some of the radio serials. Mm-hmm. I think mostly yeah. the stories that he had heard as a kid, so it meant something. It was it was a reason for the whole family to watch it, but it was yeah. I, it never, to my mind, got as cheesy as trying to tell a story about the Nintendo Power Gloves, which is what they, they do in this. It's
4: you know, and here's the problem with that is like. And look, I understand everybody wants a toy, but the Christmas story is not about a toy. The Christmas story is about a coming-of-age moment where a son earns his father's respect and is treated like a young man who is worthy of responsibility. Because a Nintendo glove ain't going to shoot anybody's eye. Out.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> What's the danger? You don't. You know, you don't have to stand up and be a young adult about it. But if your dad or your mom gives you a knife or a gun or a tool that you're supposed to use to or to to help with, then there is an inherent responsibility. And it's a statement that you are now part of the us, part of the people defending the cave. You're part of the grownups and we trust you and we know that you are responsible and you're no longer just a little kid. You are on your path to becoming an adult and you've earned this. And that's why the movie resonates the way it does with so many different cultures, so many different generations is because it is the moment that that child earns his father's respect. And it is something that he wanted dearly. And it's shown throughout the film. The film is almost like Homer's the Iliad, but from a child's perspective, (laughs) fighting the different demons and how he stands up for himself and no longer and chooses to no longer become a victim. And, you know, nowadays, Unfortunately, people like to complain, and they're terrified of trolls and offending anybody, where, you know, the world was what the world was. And uh, I love Mark Twain. I think Mark Twain is fantastic. And then they have a difficult time reading those books in school because... um, There's certain words that are used in there that are offensive today, but they existed and they were utilized. And using that as a reflection as to what society was and how it changed, who Huck Sawyer and and, uh, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer hung out with, you don't apologize for it. You use it as a mirror to reflect upon society, its values, and then realize what your choices are in the present time. Yeah, and people are afraid to have that take any stance. It can't be so malleable in order to ensure that it doesn't offend anyone. And in that, trying to please everybody, you please nobody.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not like it's a, a an offensive through line in Mark Twain's no. books or anything. It's one character's name and an otherwise very big, very nuanced, just, you
4: know. Exactly. And if you think about it, what we're referencing to the rest of the public is N-Word Jim. There was a character in it named N-Word Jim. That's what they called her. but. If you look at the story, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, are now equals with this guy. They're befriending him. And so it's a process of ingratiating multiple races in in the story in order for, at that time, people to see them through the uh, the lens of a different experience. Yes, would I turn around and use the N-word on someone? Hell no. Not only because I don't want to have my ass beat, and also because half my family was black through marriage for 22 years, but um, also it's just a rude, horrible thing to say to somebody. But in the book, that's what was happening in the world at the time, and the book was written of the time for the time, and it was changing the minds of people. So I feel like with the Christmas story, you know, I've seen people who get upset and say, "Oh, at the very end when they're in the Chinese restaurant and." The Chinese waiter is saying, fa ra 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 Well, okay. And some people are choosing to be, <laughs> so uh, they're, and they are saying that they're upset about it. Well, I just directed a movie with James Hong. James Hong is a 92-year-old man. Oh, He's yes. We know Chinese. David Lopin. Yep, Lopen. Yeah. And I, at one point, asked him. I said, you know, sometimes the movie's getting flack. For A, this one will shock you, um, Ralphie beating up, Got Farkas. It literally was taken out of the movie when I was doing a charity fundraiser in Nebraska. Uh, they took it right out of the film. Not not asking. Nobody asked for it to be removed, but Warner Brothers delivered the film without it in there. Wow! As if that did, was not PC enough. Um,
1: did they take and, out anything else in that version? No. So no. they
4: left the so uh, the, the, the farah rah rah Right, and here's the thing is that you know I asked James Hong about. it, He's like. No, it takes place in 1941. The person who goes, my father came over after the Boxer Rebellion in China in uh, 1913, 1913, 1915. How do you, he goes, how do you think he talked? Yeah, right. You know, he was like, Zach, you trying to speak Mandarin or Cantonese, I'm gonna make fun of you because your accent's gonna suck. (laughs) And guess what? In China, we don't apologize for making fun of you when you suck at doing something. So the fact that these people were learning a completely different language and said ra rah, rah, is that racist or is that just an accurate description of what it's like to be a first, a, a, to be a new immigrant in a country trying to learn a new language? I it think may happen also, to be funny.
2: I think it's, it's it's also kind of making this new kind of holiday thing for the people that worked in the restaurant and for the very American right. white family at that time. Now they had this new kind of Christmas way to kind of celebrate. It was kind of a cool little I, moment as far as
4: And I and of, I think like, there's American a huge culture. difference between laughing at somebody and laughing with somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I if I went over to China and I tried to sing one of their songs, and i would just murder it i, I mean i don't know if so you've ever no tried chance. to yeah. i don't know if you'd ever try to speak mandarin i could speak a little japanese but mandarin's a tonal language and good lord sir it is freaking hard like i <laughs> my my producing partner's wife is from taipei uh, Ta, uh Taipan. no um the other the little country right off the side anyway taiwan sorry and so she'll teach me a word and you'll be like Shing Shui, and I'll go Shang Shui. And she goes, No, that's not right. Yeah. Shang Shui. I'm like, That's Shang Shui. She goes, No, it's wrong. Shang Shui. I'm like, I'm saying Shang Shui. <laughs> goes, no, you're saying Shang Shui. I'm saying Shang Shui. I'm like, Good lord. She goes, Yeah, you sound horrible. I think you just said like bad monkey four times, whereas I'm saying pass the pass the potatoes.
0: So <laughs> yeah,
4: I would. She'd laugh at my attempt, but it wasn't out of any sense of malice. So I. You know, I think the great thing about A Christmas Story is that it is, as it was advertised, the red-blooded, two-fisted American Christmas.
1: Yeah. And fact, and, and now I wonder, like, what else – because I never would have thought – and this is me, after spending 40-some years in American culture – I never would have guessed that the part that would get edited out is, you know, Ralphie
2: overcoming this bully.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, right. that's a nice way of putting it. But it is child-on-child violence, but – uh, I still don't see that as being oh, don't, offensive. Oh, okay,
4: don't sound like such a pussy. Child on child violence? <laughs> hey, did you, you ever get punched in the nose when you were a kid? Did you <laughs> never eat a snowball or get a swirly? I mean, come on. Oh, hey, hey, Are child, child violence is hilarious. <laughs> it Zach, did they, yeah.
1: in,
3: in that cut that you saw where they took out your... Uh, your fight, did they take out the dog on Turkey violence at the end as well?
4: <laughs> Actually, I, I wasn't in the theater watching it. I, you know, I don't often sit with the audience and watch it. Cause um, it ends up like every time I come on screen, they spin around their seats and stare at me. And it's a little distracted. <laughs> also, I've seen the movie many times, so I'm, I'm good. I was out, uh, out in the lobby signing autographs for the charity and people came out like just pissed. Yeah. Just, This is like, what the hell, man? They removed this. I'm like, why? I'm like, we don't know. Did you do it? I'm like, no. (laughs) There's a, there's, there's,
2: okay, so there's, um, he overcomes the, the bully. He, yeah, he sees that his younger brother steps up and kind of helps him. He kind of, you know, kind of protects him. And he also finds out that his mother, he gets his glasses. Yeah. Too. Yeah. All these people kind of help Ralphie. And Ralph yeah. e overcomes the bully. That's a very important scene in the movie, and just to take it out is just uh, maddening. Uh,
4: and, you know, there's an old story. I can't remember which one it was, but in Rome, there's a bunch of popes every, come up every once in a while, and one of the popes uh, went on a, a tirade about um, genitals. Didn't like <laughs> the genitals on the peoples and on, on the giant statues, and went around and chiseled them all off. <laughs> With Chiseled like on on, Leon, uh, on like Michelangelo's uh, sculptures, taking a chisel and whacking off their junk. I said that wrongly. Sorry. Uh, cutting off. Let's uh, let's circle back to the, the child on that. <laughs> that's a hope
0: for you. And
4: that's because he was offended by that and made this big adjudication. And the thing is, you know, it, unless it's a swastika. Uh, unless it's just like some violent uh, imagery of, uh, that is inciting a riot and hatred. Uh, even that, I would say, put it in a different wing of the museum so that you could have a conversation about it. Yeah. But you can see this now in, in the history of Italy, in the history of Rome, they're, they're ashamed of this moment in history oh. where this pope went around with a chisel and destroyed pieces of art yeah. that are, going, are lasting for thousands of years because this little man had a little you know, chip on his shoulder and need to cut the genitals off of marble statues. So there's a level you go, let the art piece be what it is. If you don't like it, don't engage. Change the channel. Yeah. Just shut up. Walk yeah. away. Like, Unless someone comes up with a copy of a Christmas story and starts beating you with it, just turn the <laughs> channel, man.
1: Uh, speaking well, I, of well, And, beating I, and I don't want to uh, to defend what this pope did much, but I do got to say, I mean, as far as horrible things popes have done, that's not that bad.
4: Well, yes, that's yes. not the only thing he did, yeah. so come on. Okay, There's a okay. Lot. Good.
1: I was gonna say, if otherwise he did a good job as a pope, let's just glue the generals back on when he's gone.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. like they did in Goonies where they had the little sculpture and then they glued it upside down. <laughs> it's like a, upside down. Erect, yeah. I wonder yeah. if
1: Warner Brothers would take that out of the movie right now for a charity. <laughs> I, for you
4: know, I, was it Warner Brothers that did Goonies? I don't know. That's a really good point. I wonder if they could do that. I mean, you look at you look at the, the truffle shuffle. You're basically making in front of a fat kid. Yeah, that's out you're, for sure. you're, 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 quote, fat shaming. But, yep. like, were they? You know, the interesting thing is like, so there, there's another movie called Finding Ohana that came out on Netflix, and it's basically a Hawaiian Goonies. And they have a character in there. He's this little white kid. Everybody else is Hawaiian or Asiatic. And there's a, a little white kid who happens to be gay, as far as I could tell. Um, not that I care. But here's the thing with the Goonies. You look at, you look at Chunk's process. You see him, he's a chubby kid. He's always he's clumsy and he's kind of thoughtless and he's running for the food. How does that pay off? He hooks up with sloth. Yeah. Because it, baby root because he's a fat kid who's kind of thoughtless and thinks with his stomach, he's able to connect with a giant human being who is otherwise scary and but now they've got a baby root.
1: Which is kind of right.
4: Funny. And at the end it's because of chunk. That sloth comes in to save the day. So if it weren't for the kid who brought baby Ruth and was kind of thoughtless, you wouldn't have saved the day. On the other movie, on the Finding Ohana, you have this character that happens to be gay, and it never comes into his character arc. It just is like they went, well, we got no other character to give him uh, and no personality. So gay, I guess? Did that make someone <laughs> right. automatically it's interesting? No kind of point. I, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, it's and that's the thing is, be gay, be straight, whatever, but get, you're writing a script. Everything that is said in there has to have connection to what goes forward. And yes, you can say they fat-shamed Chunk, on the flip side you're like, "No. Chunk is the freaking hero." Yeah. Chunk is the one who saved the freaking day when everybody else was kind of running after their own tail. So, uh, so, I obviously am not somebody who tries to be overtly PC. I understand there's a lot of people who have issues that they want to address, and I'm glad that they are. I really think it's time to be inclusive, but I also believe that you don't have to carry a flag everywhere you go in order to make your point made.
1: Uh, um, mm-hmm. Cinderella is shamed for her socioeconomic status, mercilessly. Yes. <laughs> Yep. And then she gets herself yeah. a prince. Yeah, yes. yeah and then she does uh, the, the same work. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Put fetishes across the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say, uh, yeah, um,
2: what do you think is the uh, legacy of Farkas when it comes to the new kind of anti-bully culture? Like, where do you think that character kind of fits in to all of this?
4: Well, I mean, the difference in the bullying is when I was a kid and got into fights, someone punched me in the nose. And I would punch them back. Nowadays, they get on the internet and say something shitty, and they're complete and utter cowards, yeah. or they're they're like they need to be on some type of therapy, and they bring a gun to school. Yeah, right. So it's very different. I also think the thing that the, is the brilliance about Farkas when it comes to um, the film is he gets beat up, and then his hat comes off. And then he's just a little kid. He's yeah. just a little boy sniffling in the snow. Absolutely. He's not yeah. a dude. That, I remember yeah. being
1: struck by that turn. Yeah. Like he was, he yeah. seemed like a like a Darth Vader type. Yeah, he was like at a, first, like this little devil
2: at first, mm. and then he's completely yeah. stripped
1: of all of that.
4: And I yeah. think that was the genius of what Bob Clark did with the script, uh, with, what Gene Shepard, the writer did, what Bob Clark did with the editing is, he, he, he's just a little boy. He's yeah. just a little boy, Yeah. and yeah, he's a jerk, he's a dick, but was he that terrifying? Not really until, you know, you pulled the, gr- the curtain behind, you saw the man behind the green curtain, and he was just a little boy who had, I don't know, scurvy, hence the yellow eyes. But um
2: <laughs> And he absolutely needed a little child on child violence. If there was somebody that was asking
4: for it it was Farkas. Uh, well yeah I you think don't want a, adult on child I think, violence. There. No you don't. I think there's you've got to find another way to say that because this whole child on <laughs> child violence thing when you say it I, I think it the FBI strange. is gonna show up at your door. Is that, <laughs> a, that like a pedophile, would you say? So. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Well, where do you think Farkas is now? Like uh you know, I don't mean now but like you know, the twenty like does he have, like, is he selling cars? Uh, oh, do you think like, to, are, are you yeah. worried he got biffed? <laughs> yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's so bad, he's is, is, <laughs> eternally subservient. Correct,
2: right? yeah, yeah. How do you think he, like, turned out after the beatdown that Ralphie gave him?
4: It's an interesting question. You know, <laughs> let's think about it. He grows up in a small town, small yeah. enough that everybody's got basically going to the same school. There's only so many high schools in the area uh and i don't know about you guys but i got i used to get in fight i was a a new kid at eight schools before junior high so i traveled a lot when i was a kid yeah and uh red hair slanty eyes named zach uh no dad had a miniature poodle named tinkerbell so i was just ready to get my ass kicked oh yeah i'm done (laughs) yeah
1: I feel like but you could have named the dog times, at
4: least in defense. You know, that. okay, I agree with you, um, but I was seven when I got the dog, and um, my hero was Peter Pan because he had red hair, mm-hmm. and Peter Pan's sidekick was Tinkerbell, so I didn't know that that was just a dinner bell for bullies.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: Yeah. A dinner bell um, for bullies. <laughs> and I, but I did find like if you stayed in one town long enough, you know, yeah, you dealt with a bully when you're at a school. But once you face that bully, you guys weren't really at each other that much anymore. Afterwards, even and some of them even became very good friends. And once that that fight for dominance, so I think Scott Farkas could have gone a number of ways. The tragic way would have been like uh, he constantly went down that path to. To beat other other people up, um, or maybe on the flip side, maybe he and Ralphie became kind of friendly enough, you know, and maybe he grew out of it like any bully would, because he was big for the, his age. Like I was thirteen when I did that, and I was bigger than the rest of the kids. But then you go to high school, eh, everybody's the same height. Yeah. So who knows? You know, I I don't think he grew up to be Darth Vader, but <laughs> my gamer tag. My gamer tag is Darth Farkas.
1: So. <laughs> That's why I couldn't use it. You <laughs> son of a bitch. That's a good name. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a great one, right? Yeah. That's uh and plus it was a very public uh comeuppance that he got there in that small town. Yeah. I gotta feel like his bullying career was pretty much shot after that.
4: Yeah, I would think so. I think I think a lot of the kids were like step up. Mm. They would probably step up and who knows, maybe then he stopped trying to get his kicks from beating up other kids and started he became a football star.
3: Attaboy. a well, boy. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like to think like, like you pointed out, maybe him and Ralphie became best buds.
4: Not maybe not even best friends, but you know, the the animosity was gone. Right. There's at least a level of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in small towns where you gotta deal with each other all the time.
1: Huh. And I assume when I was watching it, I saw it. I think in my mind I was like, Well that's it, he broke Farkas. Farkas is not a bully. No, no And maybe I dismissed him as not even existing anymore, like in a narrative sense, but, but yeah. I definitely thought like well it's not like Ralphie just got his problem solved. He solved the Farkas problem. For everybody. Kind of yeah. like how yeah. I saw it. Yeah. He beat the, the darkness yeah. out of the I, world.
4: I think he, I think you're right. I think they 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 showed that the emperor had no clothes. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the kids were there going, Oh, you can knock him down? Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, th- this is also told from the eyes of Ralphie. So Farkas may not have been that bad, right? I mean, this is just sure. kind of remembering this kind of devilish little kid that we used to torment him. Oh, this, so, old, know. this whole story yeah, on, uh, Ralphie-washed. It's been yeah. Ralphie-washed. Yeah. Well, exactly. he,
4: he had yellow eyes, so help me God, yellow eyes. Well, if you really have yellow eyes, you either have like a kidney disease or scurvy. Like either one <laughs> is not... You have no health care, is what you're. You're saying you're coming from a very poor family that can't afford vegetables.
2: Is, is there a story behind those yellow eyes? I mean, did they put contacts in you, or did you, or do you just have yellow eyes?
4: I I have neither, actually. It's all the yeah. power of narration, okay, you know. Yeah. You, you I, if yeah, you look I remember close, looking for it in the movie. They didn't seem.
2: I remember yellow, them being looking. I remember them as being yellow I, eyes. I myself. think that
1: was just the, the good line of I think it I is. Swear it. to God, yeah. they were yellow eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just in my head that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you, it's just um, the power of narration. Do, do you still watch this movie, like, a lot or once in a while? Does it come up much? I mean, how much do you actually get yeah, to you watch You won't even it?
4: watch it for charity anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's true. I mean, because I go to all these events, it's always playing in the background, uh-huh. um, and I get to see pieces of it. I, I've sat down and watched the movie in its entirety. Um, probably it was, like, the summer of 2007, And I was in Cleveland and um, it was after Bob Clark had uh, died and uh, I sat and watched the movie really as as an audience and as a filmmaker. I just sat and watched the whole thing. Um, It's a beautiful film. It's so well done. There's there's nothing about it. You're like, oh, you should take that out. Oh, that doesn't seem useful. Oh, that's a waste of time. You're right. It's just there's so no well so well crafted. No, it's like the Shawshank redemption, yeah. you know, there's no good point. There's no moment where you're like, Ugh God. Right. this. Right. Ugh. It's yeah. just a
1: beautiful and film.
4: Everything
3: every setup pays off.
1: Yeah.
3: And I Absolutely. feel like every, it was Every
1: single joke lands. Yeah. the uh maybe it was just the best example, but I feel like it was mm-hmm. the first movie I saw as a kid I appreciated that was like kind of nonlinear linear star- I guess that's not the right word, but it was it was kind of like a series of vignettes. Yeah. Like not every mm-hmm. scene was in service of him getting the rifle or something. It was more mm-hmm. like, here's Christmas stuff going on. Yeah. Here's Ralphie's view of the world.
2: This is the. Yeah. This is Ralphie at the store. This is the story of the turkey. This is the right. story of yeah. the dogs. The, right. And and stuff
1: that you didn't really see that in movie. And, again, to go back to 8-Bit Christmas, they totally dropped the ball trying to do that. <laughs> of course they did
2: because they missed the point Well, of it
4: was the 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 movie was based on a book that Gene Shepard wrote called In God We Trust All of Us Pay Cash. So <laughs> the
0: book so uh, the book element.
4: is a it, well the book is a collection of anthology stories. Uh, it's an anthology of small stories and so Bob Clark worked with Gene Shepard to create take all these uh, memories, these small stories of his hometown of Hammond, Indiana and turn them into a cohesive connected story value and like I said like Homer's the Iliad it's really Ralphie's journey through being a child and be starting to his coming of age moment as he's growing up and I, I think every single moment you have is, is, is either feeding the story or it's feeding the characters you know the fact that he's sitting on Santa's lap and he's like football what's a football and then he gets <laughs> yeah. pushed down the slide but he stops yeah, and he turns around and he crawls up, oh, oh, and I love it. I love that. The, I, love that sh- I love that shot when the camera goes looking up at Santa Claus and the elf, and they're looking at him like, "What the hell is wrong with this kid?" <laughs> and it's just, it's so subtle. He's like, "I want a Range Rider, uh, Red Rider Range Action 200 shot BB gun He's like, "You shoot your eye out, kid." <laughs> and then it's just that foot to the, the foot. forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That it's, so good. it's just brutally honest, you know. Yeah. You shoot your eye out, kid. Just funny and and it shows what he's fighting against and uh, it's, it's really well done.
1: Yeah. So much about he he wants things, he wants he wants the to go to ring and that ends up being a big disappointment. He wants the the red – he wants the rifle and immediately shoots his eye out. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he failed big time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think that
2: this – like, this this movie came out, like, in the early 80s. Yeah, it feels like it came out, like, with the Jimmy Stewart movie, like, with the – you know,
1: like, it's – Yeah. It, this movie yeah. feels
2: like it's always existed. Well, and it's it one been.
1: of those that is still – I, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I don't I cut the cord so I don't have T V so it's something that I would have to
2: actively
3: go get Actively it. Yeah. seek out. Yeah.
1: But I do remember when it was on T V every year, I assume it still is, but uh and I would come across it invariably at some point and I would be so excited. Yeah. It's, it's it is a tradition. Uh so yeah. many of us watch it. Just right. like it's a wonderful life, all of those it is not a movie from nineteen eighty three or anything. It is a all Always. all caps Christmas movie. Yes, right.
3: All caps. Um,
1: and, uh, and that's something that we need to thank you for, Zach. Uh, I know you don't watch uh, it every Christmas, but we do. <laughs> holy hell, a lot of us do. <laughs> yeah, it is
4: more yeah. than I, just I, two hours I am, of entertainment. I, I'm very grateful to be part of something like this. Like you know, if you look at my resume, I've done about 120 movies, and I've had TV series that have lasted for 50, 60 episodes per series, and so I've done a lot of work. But I've, I've gotten the opportunity to be in some big movies, and that's fantastic. But none of them are this. So, I, you know, I was a 13-year-old boy who auditioned and then got the job, and it turned into this amazing film. I can't really take a lot of responsibility for it. <laughs> I'm just – I'm very grateful that I had a very punchable face. And, uh <laughs> <laughs> and what? my braces helped. You know, it all it all came together. Is that it, sometimes uh, when you're on set, when you're making a film, there's a certain amount of magic that can occur, and Bob Clark caught it perfectly. Yeah,
1: and this is. Uh, I mean, it goes beyond. It doesn't matter how many blockbusters you can be in. And I know you've been in a, in a few biggest movie of the summer, et cetera, and that's a big deal. But it doesn't hold a candle to family traditions, yeah, nobody sits around and watches no. Transformers
4: <laughs> Yeah, no every year part of our lives. Not a yeah, I was very grateful to be in Transformers, the first one, the good one, and then uh <laughs> but you're right, no one's watching that year after year, and I've done like you know, like I said, I've done charity signings all around the country, and my favorite experience was a number of times I've had. Uh, people in their seventies and this is probably ten, fifteen years ago, uh, walking up and and I'm sitting there with a couple of the guys who who were in a Christmas story and um the seventy year old man, eighty year old man is like, So so where are the guys from a Christmas story? <laughs> and I I kinda raise my hand up and point at myself and like, um, that that's us, sir And he's like but but, you, but you, it was back in the 40s when I was a kid. It's like it, it took place in the 40s, but it, it didn't. We, no. It's a, and the fact that people keep on connecting to it, like they watch it when they're children, and then they grow up and then they have children. And then they, they see the movie from the father's point of view or the mother's point of view. And then they, they're looking at the kids as parents of children. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to be part of.
3: Uh r- real quick Zach, you you know this movie yeah. t- touched a generation right and like we mentioned we all watch it every year it's part of our tradition. Uh w- what is your what is your tradition movie? What do you watch with your family every year? Is there anything that you like?
4: Uh my wife and I love watching Die Hard.
3: Huge <laughs> yeah. fan of the original Die
4: Hard. Yes. <laughs> um that's a great one. Uh Shawshank Redemption and Highlander. Highlander. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not bad actually. Good right? Okay. Okay. We'll let you it's pass. It's a little odd. That's a fine, that's
1: <laughs> okay. a fine evening um, of
3: cinema. Right that there. sounds great. Mm-hmm. That sounds great to me. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I know we've taken up a lot of your time, uh, and you've been so kind to talk to us about this. I know especially this is one of the first credits you did, and you've got literally hundred since. But uh, if you want to take a few minutes and plug whatever movie you are currently uh, starring in, producing, directing, writing, uh, give, give us some meat. Where can we next find you?
4: Uh, my next movie, the film that I wrote and directed, starring James Hong and Michelle Fang and Anna Har and Matt Sato and uh, Dante Basco and Dave Sheridan, um, that's coming out. It's called Patsy Lee and the Keepers of the Five Kingdoms, and that is The Goonies meets Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh.
3: two good things to in the elevator. <laughs> right? Oh, Zach... Um, When I was a little boy, I used to have to get up really early on Saturday mornings to beat my brother to the couch so I could get a good spot in front of the TV to watch uh, cartoons, right? But I'd have to get up even earlier than my parents and race into the kitchen to pour myself a big bowl of cereal to enjoy the day. So, (laughs) Farkas, Farkas, I'd like to know, what's your favorite bowl of Saturday morning cereal (laughs) and what cartoons did you watch?
4: Oh, okay. Well, um these cereal my mom was a hippie so she wouldn't let me get the cereal the, the sugar pops and any of that oh, stuff so yeah i know right so yeah. it was like so honey nut cheerios were a big treat for me that, cool. um, right. okay. kind of lame it's right. um and, with some almonds on it right Ooh, and then yeah i mean uh. dude I, I i loved it <laughs> that was my thing yeah. and then it was always a was um Schoolhouse Rock, you know? And I think those ABC would come right. out like mm. I'm just a bill up <laughs> on capital. Right, right. Uh, those were awesome. Uh, yeah. Um what was the other one? Uh Kung what was the one where he, he would do the kung fu and Hong Kong Fui? Oh. Hong Kong Fui, Yes, that was it. Ooh, wow. Hong well, Kong Fui. Good Ca- Captain Caveman, oh, yeah, uh, good Johnny Quest.
2: Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest
4: was the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the What was the one, the Ugloids or something like that? They, uh, they make the weird noise Herculite? and then you change shapes. Herculoids. How is <laughs> well, it? you yeah. was on today. <laughs> You're killing, yeah, killing it, man. You, have you ever seen uh, the Venture Brothers? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. We're a big, yeah. big fan. Oh, yeah. Dude, I worship those guys. That thing is the best cartoon ever. Yeah. But, yeah, that yeah. was my stuff when I was a kid, and then trying to read my brother's comics before he caught me and beat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, all right, we're going to end it with, some, with a little child on child violence.
1: I, okay. I can't think of a better way.
0: <laughs> Circle
1: back. All right, thank you, thank you so much, Zach. I really yeah, do appreciate thank it. Thanks so much, Zach. Uh, good luck uh, oh, professionally, pleasure, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Oh. oh,
4: thank you. And if um, anybody wants to reach out and say howdy to me on the social medias, uh, it's for Instagram and Twitter. It is Total Zach Ward. That's T-O-T-A-L-Z-A-C-K-W-A-R-D. Um, drop by, say howdy. I raised money for Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's Association, uh, trying to beat the pants off that stupid disease. Yeah. Unfortunately, my father has it. Um, and so I try to do some good things with what I can do. And All I'll, right, brother. That's okay.
1: great. All right, and uh, and if we want to square off against uh, Darth Farkas, can we find you on Steam or on
4: uh, <laughs> Microsoft? Uh, I never have any time anymore. I, I get to play video games for like four days a year, <laughs> and oh. otherwise I just... I can't get lost in it. I just, you know, I, I'm a very fortunate person. I get to do what I love for a living, and it, um, the only downtime I have is right after Christmas, right before New Year's Eve. And so that's those couple of days there, I just find a game, play it, and if I can't figure it out, help, get help from the walkthrough, and then I'm done, right. and then I'm back to work.
1: All right. Really? Well, then I'll let you enjoy that this year. And then in January, I am going to go ahead and take Darth Farkas right out from under you. <laughs> Merry
2: Christmas. You know, you. You, do <laughs> you do that.
1: All right. Thanks again so much, man. Uh, Happy New Year. I know we covered Christmas, so I guess that's about it. Yep. God bless you. Right, Thank guys. you, guys. Take,
4: take care. Thank we'll you so much. <laughs> take care, guys. Children, today we'll be reading the Christmas ever, I start making juice with Christmas crunch, crunchy sweet berry stars,
0: stockings, trees, and these
3: my new jingle bell rocks. Just pour some in
1: and stir till your milk turns red, rockin' red. It's the tasty part of a
4: balanced holiday breakfast. This crunch is only here for Christmas, and that's one reason it's the best Christmas ever.
1: Oh, I didn't even catch exactly what that product was.
2: Uh, it was Christmas Crunch, uh, Captain Crunch.
1: Oh, uh, okay. yeah, so yeah. Captain Crunch. Well, now that's interesting because uh, Captain Crunch is—he uh, just moved into some other Christmas stuff. If you guys remember when we we had our little uh, production meeting about a week ago, uh-huh. I, don't know I had a a bag of Smart Food popcorn. Oh, yeah. with Crunch Berries mixed mm-hmm. into it. Found it at Target. Never seen it before. A bag of smart food. This is not a cereal box. This no. is a bag of snack popcorn. Yes. With Crunch Berries in it. Yes. Captain Crunch branded Crunch Berries. Look for it out there.
2: And the actual smart food had, instead of being like buttery the, flavored. It but was it's, the, uh,
1: it's the white cheddar is the traditional flavor of yep. every smart food popcorn. Uh-huh. Uh, but they I put think sugar they are doing like a flaming hot now, but I don't want to get into that. But there was this some sugar one, on it. it was, I think it had just picked up. Sugar from being from in berries. a bag yeah. of crunch berries. Otherwise, it was very plain, lightly salted. Essentially, I think, the kind of thing you would uh, string to put on a uh-huh. Christmas tree. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Especially what with the whole color motif for, they were going for. And then now. with the red and green and crunch yep. berries, oh. and it was Christmas-themed. And I'm sure it's a limited time. I found mine at Target. I think you're just going to get ants, though. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, they're very sweet. They're... Well, if you live somewhere where there are ants in December, you're a lucky person. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's here, where we are. <laughs> but, uh,
2: yeah, so uh, Crunch Berries.
1: Oh, Crunch Berries, uh-huh. which yeah. is a perfect, perfect segue from Zach Ward. Uh, man, that was great. He was such a good sport. Yep, it's not we, we didn't we. It was not an interview to talk about what his upcoming project was, et cetera, so forth. No, he was this just, down was just through, a yeah. real friendly guy, and he is he's a very busy guy writer, director, producer, actor. 120 uh, something ca- credits of, and I of, think, of just acting. And I think we talked to him while he was on the road driving from one his, job. his last yeah. job back to his house or something. Uh, absolutely. He's he's a, a successful working man in the industry, but not so successful. He won't take a call from us,
2: right? Exactly. So right, right. He right.
1: is right in that wheelhouse. God bless you, Zach Ward, and a merry Christmas, sir. Yeah. Um Before we go any further, I have I I've just been handed this bulletin. Jimmy's going to correct us. in A new <laughs> segment on on the show. Guinea's yeah. Correction Corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real, what did
3: we screw up so far? Real, not not too much, uh, for, uh, besides since we turned the mics on. But uh, that was mistake number one. But uh, we did get the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was Burl Ives. That was yes, that was correct. That but, has been confirmed. Uh, All right. Yeah. Santa good. Claus is coming to town as Mickey Rooney, ah, as the, uh, that, as the okay. narrator as Santa Claus. That makes sense. I was thinking of uh, Fred Astaire and Santa Claus is Coming
1: to Town. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hold on, wait, what was what was the Mickey Rooney one? The Year Without a Santa Claus. The Year Without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Eh, okay, they're, they're different it's enough you should a, feel ashamed. It's kind of a movie. part one, part two.
3: Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. It's a series, it's like a diehard series. <laughs> <laughs> Die the Hard Christmas 2, arc. famously. Santa yeah. Claus is yeah. Coming to Two Harder. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> that is some conjuncture.
3: Santa's <laughs>
1: closeted with a vengeance. Right.
2: Oh, God. Okay.
3: All oh, right. So, Santa Claus,
1: uh, claws Harder. That, ooh, that, that, that might be the winner. Punch it Well, it's definitely as far as we're going to go. Right. Uh, all right. And uh, Burl Ives, that, that was... That was the that one was we Carter. got right. And mm-hmm. uh, what about uh, Jimmy Durante? Were we right about Frosty, him? yeah. Frosty. Okay. Bass, snowman. All right. Actually, not a bad track record. I, I was prepared to, uh, to really be embarrassed there.
3: No. No, no. Not too bad. Yeah, but, no. You know. Well,
1: the one I said was right-ish.
3: Good, sure.
1: All right. Well, uh, I, I feel like we are definitely winding down here, or we should be, if we want to bring this puppy in for a landing. Uh, any Christmas wishes you guys want to put out there? Peace on earth, goodwill to men, et cetera. Sure. Uh, be nice to other people. <laughs> don't be a dick. Live your life, and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick this Christmas. <laughs> or yeah, I like Christmas.
2: it. Yeah. Uh, that sounds great. would
3: I would, right. I would actually watch don't that. Don't
1: be a dick this Christmas. Don't
2: be, I mean, I think that should be the next next, the next the Netflix
1: movie. After 8-bit Christmas, don't, don't be, a be a dick, dick, dick this, this Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. that yeah, sounds great.
2: <laughs> 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 he, he couldn't be in it uh, just by the title. Well,
3: he wouldn't Could've, play himself.
1: Oh, okay. Or he would have an awakening a la Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, <sighs> about how, oh, we're <laughs> almost done.
2: Oh my God! Actually, remember, uh, I don't think we talked about this last year, but it was like the 30th anniversary of Scrooge. I think it was last year, and we had the opportunity. Almost, but it didn't this work is like out.
1: the 32nd anniversary of the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas. I heard so see, Scrooge so, has got to be earlier. Well, than See that there, there
2: you go. So we have a lot of Christmas movies to
1: talk about. I
3: but can't not now. We didn't
1: bring up Scrooge yet. Yeah, that's my. I should have. One, that one
3: more thing. Uh, Don't Be a Dick opens
1: with <laughs> a long pan
3: of a big room of young and older actors auditioning for the Andy Dick part. So it's all different people's versions of Andy Dick.
1: It's all Chris Gethard. Right, right, right.
3: You got your John Mulaney. You, got... <laughs> you think John Mulaney would take would well, on just, the <laughs> I'm just I'm, he, might, he might be the one talking principal in that shot. Like, okay. You got to have a big name, but I'm just uh, like a room full of Different versions of Andy Dick, you know, mm-hmm. reading over their lines. Oh Man, their You're making this
1: pretty meta. Yeah.
3: I, I like the direction, but oh, I'm intrigued by the challenge. And he's casting for the
1: role of himself, so yeah.
2: And this is
3: for anyway, Christmas
1: Merry movie. Christmas <laughs> <Bobby>. <laughs> All right. Happy holidays. And anything else from the writer's room on our Don't Be a Dick for Christmas. Uh, I think that's enough of this. Ah, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah, about enough, enough of this, huh?
2: Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays.
3: How
1: about Dude, that? Yeah, I, sure. I didn't mean to exclude anybody. Anything
3: yeah. you guys celebrate, celebrate it well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Watch a movie. Have a good time. Have yourself some cereal. Enjoy a cartoon, because, God damn it, we're all children at Christmas. Hopefully. Now, uh, see, Marky, that's enough of this. Fair enough.
4: Now we
2: know. And
1: knowing is half the battle. Ah, this is enough of this.